I tell you, I, it's like I gotta verify my brain that both <laughs> these, the audio and the videos, going because about two minutes from now, I'm gonna be like, wait, did I forget? <laughs> Thanks for making it here. Guys, everyone, welcome Justin. He's a stellar man. He's uh, got a book out. So he's an author. He's a writer. He's a dad. I've enjoyed talking with him. He's got a very strong voice. Makes me sound like a little girl, <laughs> but we'll, we'll deal with that. <laughs> that being said... Welcome to Unmuzzled Chat. Let's go. So, it's kind of nice to have some background noise. Just to break the ice here okay. in the beginning. Yeah, I'm with it. So, uh, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you coming. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you dropping off this book earlier this week that I have yet to read. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. I liked your reaction before where I was like, well, be honest and don't be scared have you watched much of the content unfortunately not one and looked at, looked at it i can't say that i watched it right and i haven't <laughs> fully read your book it's like what are we doing here i mean but we get it like through our conversations mm. right and i mean right out the gate you know i was even asking i was asking i was like dude what are your intents like what like intentions with this book right like, and right out the gate, I mean, it kind of goes without saying. You want a better life for yourself. You want a better mm -hmm. life for your children. And it's crazy as I look at the title on this. You could have went, for lack of better words, boats and hoes. Right, and right. You could have went down all these worldly worldly mm -hmm. roads with literature and trendy and catchy kind of things. But you went problems and solutions, navigation tools for the modern man. Holy smoke. How freaking rad is that? So you're you're already going about diving in, doing a deep dive and becoming vulnerable in doing so, which is so much of what you're capturing here is what a muzzle chat is all about. Yep. And my gosh, here, I want to show everyone this cover. <laughs> this is the book this man created. It's really freaking awesome. And Matt here. Yes, that, uh, Matt's uh, Matt lives in in Ireland. So oh, cool. we uh, we met. I uh, I went through some stuff with my youngest, um, and well, his mom, and what happened at his mom's, and so I was really kind of in a an agitated state, and one of those kind of things where where you can't really fight what's happening, so to speak, I guess, and but you want to, you know what I mean, and and it was just agitated. So I ended up on. One of these dad groups on Facebook, and Matt was in there too. He's struggled with anxiety and depression and, and a bunch of other things throughout his life. And he had asked if there was anyone like school and fitness. Like my background, my paper background is in sports medicine. So, and I personal train, you know, teach self-defense, things like that. Yeah, so and cool. he asked if anyone wanted to do basically, um, I guess for lack of a better word, like an experiment mm. to where how your physical fitness can impact your mental health. And we were going to document like his mental health progression versus his uh, physical routine progression as he got in better shape. Did he feel better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that really didn't come to fruition because we wrote the program, talked about how we were going to go like 30 days, three months, six months, a year and document all that. And then he broke his ankle. 
So, <laughs> wow. so okay. yeah, it kind of took the, the wind out of the sails, but through some of our conversations, and he's got a, a podcast called The Anxious Lad. Oh, cool. And he interviewed me for that, and that was, that was kind of where everything was born, where we get into the idea of men's mental health being something that, I mean, at this point, is a meme. It's mm. a joke. You've got men who, you know, open up and cry and talk about all these things, and then next thing you know, they're a joke on Facebook. And throughout history, it's kind of been something that's ignored, yeah. where where it's almost expected out of women to be emotional, to have that that connection with themselves and with other women. Yeah, where men have just traditionally been kind of looked down on if they were they were capable of that kind of thing. It wasn't right. something that was part of our toolbox. It wasn't supposed to be. Wow. So that's that's kind of where the book came out, and where we have a lot of um, like social stigma to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if we were two women and we get into this and we start touching on things and we start crying and, and we're having these, these emotional touching moments, right. everybody's like, oh, they're so brave and that's so awesome. But we're not. Mm. So we get into these conversations wow. later and I'm squeaking out tears or you're squeaking out tears. Your listeners are like, what the fuck are these pussies about? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what, right. look at these little bitches. And, right. and it's not, I guess, a big touch on the book is that there's no mutually exclusive rule to being compassionate being kind being emotional yeah. and being a badass like you can do both right you can have discipline you can have resilience you can have strength and you can still tell your partner that you're afraid or that you're sad or you're worried you so can do true. both and wow. that's, that's really what we try to tackle in here what an awesome journey so you guys like you tuned into that mm -hmm. like i want to compliment both you men mm -hmm. to going there and going down that road mm -hmm. and that having that level of vulnerability but but man and and look at the fruits yeah right? look yeah. at the fruits. so essentially uh you and matt kind of kid together what would you call that co-author yeah co-author is what what we're going with that's really cool well shoot before jumping the gun getting more descriptive as to the cover and some of the content of this book i mean you kind of already jumped into some but tell us tell us a bit about yourself okay yeah um and i i uh, <laughs> i don't know that i like talking about myself so the book itself is more from a general standpoint right right um i grew up pretty rough my uh my dad wasn't super present and then that left mm. um that left room for um a lot of things there's i don't really i haven't really in-depth talked about it with anybody but the it stands. I um, when I was a kid, my first stepfather um, was it, just extremely abusive in in every aspect, Dang, like like man. like twenty twenty special bad, like physical, mental, sexual, like the whole gambit. Um, from when I was about six till I was about thirteen, um, mm. and that was never so, and that was never really acknowledged, right? So that it gets back into the stigmas in the book where, after that, and nobody addressed it. My mom, like. It, it's just ugly. I don't really get into it a whole lot. Right. Um, and, but then after that, that's where you fall into those stigmas, right? I'm not supposed to tell my buddies that I'm... That trying to break those walls you, down right, here right. on a muzzle chat. Like but I can't, I can't do that when I'm yeah. a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. Right. You're, nobody's teaching you, especially without dad being around and all those other things. So nobody taught me yep. how to address that internally. Yeah, 100%. So I got into yeah. I got into martial arts. Um, I got into trouble. <laughs> right. it, it made for for a very aggressive 
very well, you didn't know better very right. walled up right yeah so i and i made those walls appear appear much stronger than they were you know i, I built yeah. up this it, oh yeah it's not necessarily very deep but i made them spiky you know what i mean that Ooh. that emotional where where wow, it, it looks great like you image. can't get close yeah so it's a very thin wall but yeah. i put spikes on it so nobody wanted to approach it wow and um then just i mean kind of rough and tumble after that i um just had my own battles with with addictions and and things like that um and it took a really long time and that's kind of the the goal i set out to with with my boys if they can figure out at 20 what i figured out at 40 then that's that road that that potentiality for them has right. a whole lot more options well it's as much as i mean my heart goes out to your your story right that like i can't even effectively in such a quick whoa encounter right effect and, and and who even could right even in a life's walk like you're the only one that walked in your shoes right right i mean we can see across the board with uh broken families in certain situations is to man the prolonged like traumatic effect it can have on one's life and and how much more challenging it can and no uh, we don't wish that on anybody you right. know uh, but it's so cool, like that to see you on the other side of things, overcoming mm -hmm. addictions, overcoming like these grave challenges that you know. Frankly, I mean, being human, you may potentially struggle with for life. Oh yeah. But yeah. but to address some some of these like head on as a man mm -hmm. and breaking down the own barriers to to your betterment right to so you're not dragging those anchors of unforgiveness or your own trauma behind you you're like you're acknowledging you're stopping you're severing those chains to your own betterment and moving on and as challenging as it may become it's interesting there's a book i read called uh, bonds it make us free mm -hmm. and it used some analogy i don't know why this just popped in my brain but let's go there bro if you're yeah, cool bring it up. we got time right <laughs> uh it's interesting because there was it utilized it used a example with uh, this young gal. Wow, it's been a while. I've I've walked through this, but I'm gonna make it through. Um, it used this comparison of two two gals, mm -hmm. and it had to do with <coughs> traumas, heavy traumas that were having a similar effect in their adult lives. Mm -hmm. One of the situations was absolutely horrific. It involved like sexual abuse, right? So of course that was going to manifest in her mm -hmm. like adulthood. And the other one, in fact, dates back, come to find out, to being five years old, where at the end of a meal, her sister got an ice cream and she didn't. And the outcomes were similar. S like the psychiatrists and doctors, it's like, wow, the traumas manifested just as equally yoked. And it took no less time for the gal regarding the ice cream to overcome than it did the, the woman that, in fact, had that, you know, sexual. And, and, and it's interesting because what it was in that five-year-old brain, Mm -hmm. She couldn't connect the dots that that 
her sister finished her meal. Right. And she did not. Well, because nobody really took the time to explain it to her. She didn't. Yeah, she didn't grasp it. Undoubtedly, like her parents were probably pretty good. I mean, that kind of says, all right, they were having they wanted to make sure they were in their intention was good with their their kids because it was right. they were trying to influence them to eat, to be strong, to yeah. be healthy. But you're right. They didn't take the time. They didn't sit down. But ultimately, what I'm trying to grasp here is the way it solidified in the individual themselves, because okay. obviously there's something we can do and you're hitting a very notable point where we should be cognizant and take the time and sit down. But for the individual, like she didn't know. So her the wiring started happening in her development mm -hmm. in her brain as though her she wasn't as good as her sister, that she wasn't worthy, that her parents like she wasn't worthy like of of the love of, like her parents. It, it started having this right. isolating effect. So as an adult, it led to all these manifestations and insecurities and things yeah. similar, the same similar pattern is the one that was sexually abused like the whole psyche to where you know they both were burning through relations they right. both were lustfully acting out they both they and they both had to do equally i mean in a way this actually kind of posed bigger challenge in a way on even getting to the root of the issue to rewiring and to relearning and reprogram because this this one was it's given obvious. Yeah, this was given yeah but so, the ice cream thing like you'd have to search through through was, years of stuff to to was, get back to that point yeah um there's a couple points we can we can touch on here so a, a right. lot of people just will will take children and assume that simple is the only thing they grasp no you don't get ice cream and that's the end of it the kid doesn't really understand and it yes. comes down to time too a lot of really good develop ages yeah just don't feel like anyway that they don't have the time right. to or, or, or that the kid yeah that's yeah yeah change i don't have time to it's not a priority right. look at your perspective perspective change but so that's the 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 issue there would be that they could have taken more time to explain that Mm -hmm. And it probably would have had nearly as bad as an effect. Now, when you talk about long-term effects, I'm not a clinical psychologist, so like I can speak to life how, experience how it affected me. Um, it came down to trust. So that that all started when I was about five or six, and lasted until I was about thirteen. So when you're a kid, your home is the world, right? Especially before you start school, right? And and those you know two people, four people, one person, whoever you have in that environment. Yeah. is your, I mean, I guess for lack of a better analogy, that's God, okay? So when you get into a situation like mine or that, that woman that was abused like that, like the person who's supposed to be protecting you and taking care of you and all of that kind of things is torturing you. They're, they're literally destroying everything innocent and good that right. you have. Right. And, and I think the biggest impact for me yeah. uh, would have been trust. The, the very yeah. principle principle of trust you're supposed yeah. to be able to trust your parents and that's how that kind of sets up your ability to trust and interact with other people right and that was was just destroyed for me for right. a really long time and then it's easy right. for people to take advantage of you right it's easy for people to take your energy from you without ever giving anything back because right. you want it I want to you right. you want that innocence back you want that feeling you want that positivity yes so you're you're willing to look over or overlook a whole lot of stuff to get it. That's where that promiscuity comes from. That's where the right. drugs come from. That's where everything comes from. Wow. Is that, that yeah. mis mistrust. That See, and that's what's crazy. 
Like we do have the ability as an adult. Mm -hmm. Like why would we allow essentially something that was entirely out of our control in our youngling years, right? To define our whole lives, define our, like our, our cognitive, like makeup and our reactions, just everything. So, so it is worthy of our time essentially to, to go back to addressings, to rewire, to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. to be open. So all of what you've done, like, dude, is praiseworthy. It's well, freaking and, awesome. And we can kind of pull that back into the book. Like, why yes. Why does that thing carry over so much into adulthood, right? For me, yeah. for me, that was 30 years ago. You know what I mean? But it comes down to fear. It's it, I, I talk about this in here. So if you're not looking wow. at any, any physical, neurological, or chemical... Um, maladaptations I guess okay like if it's not a a medical issue nine times out of ten any struggles you're having with mental health comes down to something you're afraid of yeah so I know I know you're more on the uh like the Christian side of things but I, I new get into no? faith yeah. new faith okay yeah no but, it's, and I'm, I follow it's interesting I follow Buddhism yeah I guess I'm not devout but if you're looking at a lot of the the Buddhist principles your your prime evils right your your seven deadly sins yeah. are going to come down to greed, fear, and anger. So those three things will breed just about everything else. Greed breeds jealousy. Anger breeds uh, anger and fear breed hate. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's all Those are like your three awful things. And then when you can conquer fear and you look into yourself and you understand what makes you afraid and how to get past what you're afraid, right. greed and anger don't really register as strongly. Fear, right. fear is the most powerful of those because they'll make it'll make us do all kinds of things yeah. that we wouldn't do if we weren't in a state of fear. Right. You know what? It's interesting. I mean, I love, I love where everyone's at, and everything's got like wow. And you could even look at a positive event and situation, mm -hmm. and you have the choice to absorb it as a positive, influential situation. Mm -hmm. Or a negative situation, right? Like right, right? now, I could be like, I could be wicked nervous, and I could just be like sitting here looking at you, waiting for the whole thing, like oh, you know, because I'm afraid, right? And that would kind of contradict anybody reading the book, and they're looking at me like this this mousy guy didn't write this book, you know what I mean? But it's it's it can present an entirely different person, you when you're afraid, and you when you're not. Yeah, those are those are two different people. So that's why it's like no judgment, everything. Mm -hmm. and, and at the point, like you're looking into the positive and everything could be a means to an end. I mean, this book could trick, could end up a very powerful tool in and of itself that, that helps someone achieve a better life. Well, and that's, and, and that's the point. Or yeah. Like if, if you read it and you get something out of it and right. then, or somebody else reads it and gets something out of it, that's awesome. That's the whole point. I won already. Yes. If yes, a million people get something out of it and there's a little bit more to that for me mm -hmm. cool if not i'll still write volume two you know what i mean it's, it's not mm. the whole point is if one person picks that book up and doesn't kill themselves or goes and oh gets help or goes to the gym yes or you know understands themselves a little better so they can have healthier relationships yeah. one person and and i already won that that's what the point was now, would I like it if a million people picked it up? Sure. <laughs> well, and I mean, who's going to say no, man, right? And as they should. Are you kidding me? I'm not on here telling people not to buy my book. So, yeah. so. <laughs> well, my gosh, we need volume two. We need to support, you know, men like you that are essentially are taking action in a selfless sense. Um, 
Well, there's a chronological order to it. So, yeah. so problems and solutions, navigation tools for the modern man, is about an individual, right? And not necessarily just men. That's the target audience. But there's no reason a woman couldn't pick it up right. and glean something from it. Right. So then, volume two, we don't have working titles or anything yet. It's right. going to be like your your men's mental health aspect from a relationship standpoint. Yeah. From from understanding and developing yourself into something that can function as a team, right? Right. And, and be, not not putting yourself aside, but not being selfish. There's a balance between where I'm not a doormat and I'm not an asshole. So right. you find that balance, and right. then that's you have to find that balance before you can effectively be positive in someone else's life. Right. And then the last one, volume three, will be kind of like a lack of a better term, I guess, like a parenting guide. Right. Um, I don't think I'm a perfect dad. I don't think I'm, you know, doing everything right. And no one really can tell you yeah. like how you're supposed to to impart your wisdom to your kids. But I like to think I have a pretty good handle on it. And I can give uh, that's that's basically the whole point of this book. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, anything. I'm just a guy who's been through some shit. And I feel like, I like people can benefit from that. it. Yeah. You know, and I like how you even grasp and if, Yeah. It, just for a moment, you're like, you're not promising miracles. No. Right? Yeah. You're like, and you know what's interesting? Because in my walk here, there's a reason why I'm on fire for God okay. through the Bible right. and, and whatnot. And, oh, my gosh, like everyone's journey. That's why I'm just trying to open minds for people so they don't draw any fine lines in the sand. Okay. So they don't out of – so. They they overcome, like you said, fear, mm-hmm. and they start taking additional steps to ensure understanding and a better tomorrow and, and achieve a level of health and happiness and peace. Yeah, like however the, you do it. Right. And it's crazy because, like, the one thing I could touch on in regards to well, what keeps me going back and now on fire for it, and I can actually, for the first time in my life, talk with certainty, conviction, mm-hmm. Because I have faith, mm-hmm. because miracles did take place in my life. Right. Like, undescribable, beautiful, miraculous miracles I'm trying to even grasp like, okay. and articulate through even this platform. Right. And it was through my Savior, Jesus. It was so cool. It's yeah. been so, I'm on fire. I can't, I can't, like, mute that. Mm-hmm. However, there were a lot of amazing books similar, you know, like, even vulgar, vulgar like, Unf yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have all those on Audible, yeah, and that's it, and, good. and you know, it maybe for entertainment purposes or you know whatnot. It, but it ended up being a means to an end, right? Right. And I'm I'm never going to contradict anyone's faith like that. That's not my way. Yeah. But if it's what makes you stronger, and if it's what what makes you have, like you said, conviction, right. discipline, those kinds of things, those are universal concepts it doesn't matter if you get it through chinese wushu and meditation or you get it through going to church and praying or you get it at the gym or you get it wherever you get it right once you've got it you've got it right and i feel like it kind of transcends the concept of religion i just love yes yes that's what i even picked up i was like ooh, so much of this like parallels so much awesome right you could read my book on the way to church and you're not going to hell I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, guys, well, I just love how clear it's making it in my mind. I'm hoping it's having that effect for listeners where 
we're not to live in fear, right? Right. And 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 to kick that where it counts, like boot it in the face, get it out of the way, you know, sweep it aside, and push on to effectively helping people. So let's. Uh, I want to know. So you got a compass here. Okay. So like, and an owl. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. There's, I don't even know about those there, but yeah, this. So well, the, the the inspiration, concept, yeah, yeah the, concept. the concept being basically wisdom and direction. So wisdom and direction. So as as you get older, um, oh, well, let's start off when you're younger. So you can be very intelligent, and still be dumb as brick. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you don't have the experience, you don't have the the perception that's wide enough to, I guess, embrace. Right. Or deny what you're supposed to. Okay. So, and then also when we're younger, we don't know which way to go. Kids are, mm-hmm. I always tell my students, like, because I, it's first through fifth that I teach. Oh, and cool. Yeah. So, I, I always tell them, right now, you are unlimited potentiality. You have absolutely no limit to the amount of directions, to the amount of things, and all these things you can do. And as you progress and as you make decisions and you make choices, that potentiality, instead of being this wide sphere, becomes denser lines. It's the same amount of energy, literally the same amount of chi or shen or however you want to look at it or your soul. Right. When you're a kid, that's just this big orb, right? And it's, it's not very dense, it's very pliable and all that. Every choice and decision you make takes that orb and makes it denser and turns it more into lines and right. branches instead of this wide spectrum view. And so with that potentiality, there does come quite a bit of danger. And that's where your adults come in when you're a kid, right? They they give you that wisdom, or they're supposed to anyway, and right. they give you that direction. And then now, from my experience, right. I never got that. So the idea of the owl and the compass is you're going to follow the directions of the wise. It's mm. The hardest thing to do for a human is to admit I'm wrong. One yeah. one of the things, like, like oh, man, I didn't know that. I'm an idiot. Most people are going to double down. You know what I mean? In the face of... More than ever nowadays. In the face crazy. of empirical what, what evidence. What happened to accountability? Yeah, they're going to yes. hold on to it. In yes. the face of math. And they'll more so yeah. even go <laughs> along the lines of excusing that. Okay, right. we can no longer argue it or this or that. So now they're... they're uh, give me just a novel of an explanation, which in fact is an excuse. It's just feelings. So yeah. you got to have both. Right. And like when you said sweep away fear. So I'm I'm not gonna necessarily agree with that, but that's a not a bad analogy. Can At we the same still excitement for people to I wanna be excited to holy smokes, you brought you yep, that's clear. I was wrong. I'm excited to be wrong. Ah no. How so, cool would that be? So with 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 the concepts we're looking at, it's you either you win or you learn. So there, yes. there's no loss. It's the concept of loss. Is a, it's it's just the concept of like yeah, like I can admit that I needed to train harder for that event. I can admit that I missed that chapter and I failed the test because of my mistake, not because my teacher. You know, when forty other kids pass the test and I'm the only one who failed it, it's not the teacher. Like you know what I mean? It's the the acceptance of weakness. Okay, it's the only way to get rid of it. Yes. Like if I if I ignore That's, my weaknesses, mm-hmm. that just gives my opponent the opportunity to exploit it it's to our own detriment this type of understanding and lack thereof Mm -hmm. you know to kind of go down that road it's what's leading to a a weaker weaker men weaker culture and as you so eloquently put in your book (laughs) 
a bunch of pussies. Well, no, I don't. Okay, so let's <laughs> well, not, let's not say that. So the okay. the, the title chapter the chapter yes. titles are are really meant to incite. You have a lot of intention yes. with this book with the the everything on there. It, it's meant to incite thought. So when the first chapter being called "Don't Be a Pussy," it's not really about not being a pussy. Okay, it, it's about how that phrase is overused. Every man's heard it just about. Mm. You've either heard it like as a joke right. or as you know some sort of coping mechanism, not just for you. So mm. when you come to me with an issue and I'm like, man, come on, James, don't be a pussy. Yes. So that's a coping thing for me too. It's, it's my, my insecurity is making yeah. me unable to even hear you. And guys, this is real life. This is real sayings. Um, I, don't, I, I get for some listeners this could be extremely vulgar. Or Probably. potentially offensive, this and that. Um, and I get, I get that. I hear you. I'll even say I'm sorry, right? But this is real life. Let's let's yeah. let's not attack. Let's let's be open to real life and have. This is how we can actually properly acknowledge and you know move move things forward in a better light right and, and ensure I, a better tomorrow and just to let i mean our, yeah. our audience know yeah there there are some expletives in the book there there is you know a little bit of, of it's just how i talk you yeah. know what i mean and i think I, it's not every other word is an f-bomb i didn't write wolf of wall street you know what i mean yeah. but it's at the same time it's it's me it's a an honest depiction and now wouldn't have it a, any other way i would like to think that there's enough um intellectual articulation in the book mm -hmm. that just because i say fuck once or twice it doesn't ruin the the yeah. concept um, that's the one thing with you know reading the foreword and some just a little bit mm -hmm. i've kind of dove into is you do have people could have the gift to gab people but writing in and of itself is a skill mm -hmm. and and to to put words to paper to where it can easily resonate and and jump out right like it i can understand like even with your forward here clearly mm -hmm. your intentions and whatnot so you you are gifted this is oh. an easy read it Thanks. is an easy read Thanks. and i believe yeah no one that that's why even to like what an amazing intentional thing to even put in there to even have like this conversation where Let's not be so uptight to allow even a F bomb subtract and distract from the meaning and meat on that bone. Well, and read the room, you know what I mean? So I, I teach yeah. elementary school. It's not like I'm in, you know, front of my students, you know, saying, oh, you know, oh, fuck yeah. this, fuck that. They're, they're kids. It's, it's, right. I, I'm kind of actually surprised with myself that, that for the most part, like I, I won't, I don't even slip. You know what I mean? It, it, you just turn it on, you turn it off. And I use it really more as like to to illustrate seriousness. Like when I throw an expletive in the book, it's it's so contradictory to the rest of the articulations mm. that you're gonna go, oh, he means that. Mm. That's that's the tr that's what an expletive is for, or what mm. it's supposed to be for. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I uh, yeah again, don't mean to offend anybody. Um, right. But it's that's part of resilience, like being able to get offended and stay in the class that's that's a resilient thing being yeah. able to hit the mat real hard and get back up and stay in the class right is kind of the point wow so yeah it's um yeah and i don't think there's anything about it that i would call profane i love i, I wouldn't even say i just now was punked but i love 
how just even naturally I'm, I'm so glad I, I said it so you could dive in. It's supposed that, to elicit that response. It's that, You're supposed to read that, that chapter title before you even start yeah. it and go, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you start reading and you're like, oh. Like it's the, the thought provocation. I don't care if right. you agree with it. I don't care if you see what I see. It's the the mm, thought. There's depth and intention. I love that. Man, I'll figure it out. I mean, some of the titles on these obviously jump at me. That's why... I mean, part of me even felt guilty, like having your personal copy here. No, no, I like personalizing these things as I go through them, right? Like I even have this little tab yeah, yeah. there. And, that, and that's cool. I, um, you didn't have a copy, so I... But it's yeah. ordered. <laughs> I ordered it, folks. Sweet. And a lot of, all of you, you know, to support this man, to look in it. I mean, because we need, we need more of this in this world, right? And... <sighs> Well, if we're work, working through the, the chapter title, so yeah, Don't Be a Pussy is meant to go, what'd you call me? And then you start reading and you're like, oh, that's what he meant. And then so like, I'll figure it out mm-hmm. is not a like a declaration of strength like we think it is. Right. The idea of I'll figure it out is actually very isolating. Mm. And the more you dive into that, that concept, the more you're going to alienate yourself from the people you're doing it to provide and protect for. Mm. Like you, you, you can get so separated right. from the reason that you're doing what you're doing by right. doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that's, um, I'll figure it out needs to turn into we'll figure it out or I need help. Right. Right. So not always, not always as a man, it's really hard to admit like, man, I can't do this. Right. Who am I going to ask? Or am I going to double down and keep fucking up? Right. You know what I mean? Or am I going to get further and further away from my family who I'm working 80 hours a week to make sure I have a better life, right. but then take away the aspect of their father in order to do that. So it's a, it's a it's a type of compromise and a type of really understanding where our time has the most value. Right. Yeah. And hint it's it's not for your CEO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. even, even if you are the CEO, right. it's it's not for your CEO. <laughs> so shy of like actually reading the book on behalf, you know, like to all the listeners, um when I can be come n- back after you read it, I can come back, man. Nothing right. Thing. Right. Well, because we want, obviously, them to buy it. We want people to buy this and support this and right. know it's out there, right? Because uh, we're we're trying to all acknowledge and clean out our toolboxes and organize our toolboxes and get the most efficient tools we can yep. to to have the most awesome impact in our lives, right? And so... Because I want to dive more in on like the intention okay. and things of that nature, but but before you moving on, are there are there certain subject materials you personally would like to touch on? Um, well, so the I guess the setup, so the the problem section being first, is a poignant thing, um, and I'm not going to tell anyone how to inter- interpret my book. It's not it's not for me to interpret it for you. But right. the the problems coming first, and being its own section, not leapfrogging problem solution problem solution or not making it like this kind of flowery self-help this book will do it for you kind of thing the the first step to solving a problem is first knowing it's a problem you have to acknowledge that there's a problem you have to acknowledge that there's a weakness that is so true and so profound you have to be able to acknowledge it yeah um, yes. so that's where i think the the problem section kind of pushes you into 
yeah it's powerful M- most i feel like most men I'll, I'll never say all and i'll never say never right um right that's it's good. and i just did you just right? did it's like, I was like, <laughs> you did it again um no so that's the whole thing when, when i'm talking about people um humans are so ve- like vastly varied um from person to person even people like with the exact same experiences will have different perceptions of it right um so the the problem s- section is kind of designed to make you think oh hey yeah i i, I relate to that yes I've, I've had this problem. Mm-hmm. And then once we've read through all those problems, then we get to the solution parts. Mm-hmm. And it starts with with you. And there, there's nothing in there. I didn't, I didn't write you a Mr. Olympia program. You're not going to be a Zen master. But there's very basic Qigong, very basic things to wake up. I love that. And that's where, so and that's one of the parts that is kind of my wheelhouse, right? My, my background in personal training and sports medicine, martial arts. I can take someone from any level of fitness. Right. Um and make them feel better guys it's a quick easy read large print i mean oh and then there's also the less part than a hundred pages you get the resources so the part in the, the back has the back. a lot of mental health resources but then yeah you will key on that resources. and then you go back into it where if you don't journal or you've never taken the opportunity of, yeah, pages to write here. down your own thing i um guys that's so important because being intentional mm-hmm in this versus going through the motions oh yeah this right, is just right. a book my mom recommended no right. no, no. Oh, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this to because be the book told me to yeah right. you have to do it on purpose and then my my co-author mm. he um his whole whole thing with the uh, the anxious lad is is start talking okay. right because men don't effectively communicate if, wow. if we're not talking about a sporting event i'm so excited and if we're not angry or laughing yeah we don't have any depth to our conversation if we're sitting there having a beer we're talking about the game we're talking about the last fight we're talking about whatever but nothing that has that anything but superficial value right so the idea of putting that kind of line pages in the back of the book is that like if you have notes to take if you have your own thoughts if you want to start your own book please do i didn't i'll probably buy it yeah you know you know what i mean like if if somebody emailed me and said hey man i read your book it's awesome i put this out we have a look hell yeah i will please like let me it's it's cyclical i i learn just as much from my students every day as they do from me right and and i have to do that on purpose i can't stand in front of the class and be like i'm the teacher i know all of this without any kind of flexibility without any kind of of fluidity to the exchange Mm -hmm. because then you may get through to a few people, but you can't, you're, you're shutting yourself off. It's that wall again, right? If it doesn't bend, it's going to break. Yeah. And then, so we get real flexible with the idea. Wow. Now, now I do kind of take a pretty instructional role, obviously. They're young kids. I can't let them just run wild or right. free range it because that's not what I get paid to do. Mm-hmm. But the idea of, you know, I'm the authority and you're the, you know, subject. Like, that's not, that's not an effective style for anything. No, that's part of the problems with. Yeah, it breeds resistance. Of, it breeds mm-hmm. resistance yes, in the human does. mind. The yes, m- the more well, not for everyone. Most people nowadays, oh. real easily submit to something that you can elicit emotion with. Like it's if I can crazy. make you mad, you've already submitted to being angry. If I can tell you something yeah. and you're sad, you've already. I'm already. I, I can guide your mind now. That's all. So I, I don't want to do Psychology that. Psychology mm-hmm. or philosophical. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It all comes down to chi, man. Like right. if I can control your emotional and mental aspects i'm not i don't have to fear the fact that you're stronger than me Mm. i don't have to be afraid that you outnumber me if i can take a whole group of people and whip them up into this emotional frenzy right they'll do whatever i want Mm. and i I don't like that that's a very 
tyrannical. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. wrong, and no, no matter who does it, you can't force. Yeah, no. No matter what side of your your thought process, That's evil. That's yeah. the root of evil. Right. It's control and so, not harmony. Gosh, man, I honestly, personally, sold. I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's on its way. In fact, it will arrive today. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, it'll show up before, and then, yeah. So you obviously could take this with you today. Cool. I'll show. You, yeah, I'll show you. It's it's showing up, man. So gosh this topic so obviously you're huh you're a, you're a good you you function you're alive you have two eyes you have two ears mm-hmm. you live in this climate mm-hmm. in the world as we know it today that that uh stem a lot of the fuel diving into this say like the political side of things and just you know the, the world climate a bit as as far as this goes like i said earlier the it, it's individual it, it is this is 100 percent an individual guide i guess nah, i don't even really like that either but it's 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 just a, about a person now granted the right. the political spectrum, well, what the I'm saying spectrum, those that, are all made up of lots of people but what i'm saying has that man for a lot I'm, oh, you mean like I'm tripping up on words? Did the political climate it, like, like the world? The, the world, yeah, the world climate essentially because the world, man, things are getting pretty riled up. That's true. So, uh, in a way that could have inspired, fueled the inspiration to yes, in a yeah. in a very general sense, because the the world is made up of individuals, right? And if more individuals can be in tune with themselves mm-hmm. and be honest with themselves mm-hmm. and face and overcome fears, then a lot of things will disappear. Like I said earlier, if we've got greed, fear, and anger, mm-hmm. fear being really like the the father of all of those, if we can be in touch with ourselves That's and understand ourselves. Lately. <laughs> and if but if we take that out of the equation, then greed and anger go away. Yeah. If I'm not afraid of anything, then chances are I can say, I can see your nice car and not go, oh, that fucking asshole, that's greed. Jealousy is greed. Right. Or I can see right. that nice car and not be like, well, why can't I have that? There's anger, right? But if my fear is gone, I don't care what somebody's mm-hmm. going to say when they look at my Instead car. Instead of a famine mentality, there's plenty to go around. I can I can put in the work and I can get one myself. Right. Or, or, or whatever you think. Or I'm just happy for yeah. you. Damn, yeah. that's a nice car. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Because I'm not afraid of what you're gonna think of when you see my car. Right. I can congratulate you on yours, not be jealous, which comes from greed, or hate you, which comes from anger, which are both based on my insecurities coming back to fear. So I think, as far as the world goes, mm-hmm. like it's made up of individuals, and as far as I, I don't know how many like older dudes are gonna get into this book because we're setting our ways, like especially. And, and it's going to be their sister or their wife or their coworker that gets it for them. Because mm-hmm. how many men do you know that changed on their own? Mm. You, you know what I mean? That just woke up one day and decided I need to be uh, a more complete person instead yeah. of just this provision and protection. Defining your entire life is not something that works anymore. Right. We've got too much time, too much brain space um, that's not taken up by worrying about raiders coming over the hill to rape and kill my family. Right. That's not taken up by, are we going to starve because it rained too much this year? You know right. what I mean? That, that brain space. Now we spend our whole life like this, you know, and there's just too much space to that's make why that. We get so easily preyed upon mm-hmm. on these topics mm-hmm. to get us all worked up. That's why sourcing information and not allowing, that's why like truly you say, 
like your anger and being the source of this and and it's like the way i see it is man there's even a deeper like motive and intent and like oh, yeah. like there there's literally a spiritual side of things where it is all these things are rooting from evil mm-hmm. and all this over here like good and it, it's crazy well it's, well, it's crazy. a joke it's a crazy journey dude. it's kind of a joke when i'm having yeah. philosophical conversations i'll say the the worst spells that were ever cast on mankind were cast eons ago and it was money and time those two things take so much away yeah. from our ability now don't get me wrong society is what it is okay like we're, you're you cannot cultivate that your entire life because you have to eat right my kids need the lights on we got to have internet we need a roof right so right uh, you can argue about it all you want but at the end of the day i can be all philosophical and flowery and all that and the next day i get to wake up and go to fucking work right like that's you you have to have a level of acceptance and a level of compromise yeah to to be able to accept life i mean it it, 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 yeah there's a humbling truth it is the way it is right However, there's a part of that that leaves a level of cowardice and that fills mm-hmm. us full of fear that uh, d- disables us. We're disabling ourselves, not giving ourselves enough credit. And through evil and through the war machine of mainstream media is essentially okay. preying on us to become weak to where we don't even we don't even do our due diligence on the education side of things to even effectively protect ourselves right. nor move the needle in the right direction and show up in all these other minimal ways because no individual should shoulder the weight and, and at all on and themselves it's collectively well you have because, to make yourself yes. capable to be able to right. to shoulder at your weight yes if you can shoulder your weight yeah. and i can shoulder mine then together we can pick up right. more weight yeah and the idea like you said um you that's we, where you make, like to turn people on to even dive into like these the, this the, type of book yeah. yeah this type of book but we um be open. you said something about where where we're kind of programmed to to undervalue ourselves yes and i don't I don't necessarily think that's the worst thing because there is a sense of sense of purpose in servitude. Like for me, the greatest nature of love is sacrifice. Yeah. And that, that's I talk about that in the book, too. But the the idea is I used to measure how much I, I was showing affection and love for somebody by what I compromised, what pieces of myself I was compromising. Right. But love is fleeting. Those pieces that I compromised were not. So there's a balance there. It's just as dangerous to overvalue yourself as it is to undervalue yourself. Mm -hmm. I think, because you're talking about these people who flip burgers and think they, you know what I mean? They've been at their job for three weeks and want to raise. Well, where's your self-reflection? Where's the idea of you accepting your hierarchy and using that suffering not to gripe and have somebody give you something for nothing Mm -hmm. but to better yourself you're supposed to lose you're not supposed to get a trophy when you didn't train as hard as the other team right like it's right again you win or you learn right that's a concept that comes from being able to lose my oldest hates mistakes hates losing and i'm trying to get him to the point i love how you're replacing lose with learn because that's a hot you're that is so true well it's less painful it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I hate losing too. I've often referenced is like losing becoming one of like that in and of itself is one of the best life's best teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, what's well, the only way if I win right. all the time, then I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Exactly. And I'm liable to get blindsided by something I never saw. Right. So like I said, my oldest just despises it. Mistakes on his homework, loses one piece during a chess game. Yeah. And it changes like his whole whole demeanor. Yeah. So I'm trying to teach him that 
that should be a motivation for improvement. That's yes. it. Because like, I'm the same way, man. Like, I hide it better because I'm 42 and he's 10. But let it I be hate the it, man. fuel like, for to excite you to put in right. the time. And, and when you win, like, the win is going to be that much sweeter. You could look back and thank the loss. Thank you, yeah, loss, because right. this feels so much better. Yeah, like, like I, and growing up, like I didn't realize yeah. I absolutely had zero ground game until my, you know, a collegiate wrestler buddy just put me on my back, treated me like a rag doll, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. I should spend some time doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the that's the thing. So, yeah, that's um, it's just as dangerous to overvalue yourself as it is to undervalue. Yourself. Well, that's where I'm just when it comes to like world issues okay right it's it it tends to have a sense of just and i get it right because it's happened to me overwhelm right it's overwhelming that these bad actors and certain individuals where it's it's no secret what they're up to are walking free right well and not anymore becomes, they used to be very subtle it used to be a very oh, subtle type of game that mm -hmm. they played now, okay? because, now they say it out loud because even face. with all this technology we're not. We're actually dumber, in my opinion, on the whole, than we were, say, back in the sixties, seventies. In I, a way, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. Well, it's easier right? to force feed you, like back when you had to read the newspaper. Because people aren't even thinking for themselves and using their own discernment. Right. They're. They're. They're just. Yeah. They are being herded per capita. It's easier. There yes. are a few people who are still wicked sharp because we all have human brains and yeah. you know frontal cortexes that process information yeah. in, a, in a tactical and sense. And are utilizing that as a in a very effective tool to right. even enhance. So they're 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 benefiting from it. Which but those people are ridiculously outnumbered. Um, yeah. For the most part, you have mm -hmm. masses well, kind of, of people, mm -hmm. masses of people doing really dumb shit. Just well, I'm they sitting feel here scratching way. my head over yeah, yeah, over yeah. like <laughs> these. Okay, people even have identified, like, with themselves. Okay, this this jab was bad. This you know over this pandemic, like this was real. This okay. was real bad. Yeah. Uh, it's it literally they lost loved ones due to it, right? Mm -hmm. And, but 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 what they it's crazy because they see the sources that were pushing that information. And they know that they were being lied to on any given topic, right? And on any given topic. Them. And they go back there. Like, they're not even sourcing their information. It's, so, the, it's the abuse victim psychology. So mm -hmm. someone can tell you they care for you, mm -hmm. beat the shit out of you, and then you'll go bail them out of jail. Isn't it crazy? It's it's the, like, well, just for me, even, the 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 desire to have trust, the desire to have love. You overlook a lot of things. Yeah. Most people oh, want yeah. those sources, do. right? You're, you're talking about the government. You're talking about the CDC. The you're talking machine, about all that. Yeah, yeah. the mainstream media. So we want to trust them. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like if you look at, that's like society's parents, right? And we want to trust them. We want to. We want them to love us and acknowledge us. But it's us. healthy to question things, right? True. And 100%. Then, so then they can kick the shit out of us and we'll still go vote for them. Yeah. And it works both ways, man. Over history, the the Republicans have been bad, the Democrats have been bad. Everybody's yes. everybody's looked to take our and money. It's all and a put construct, and yeah. there's an evil entity that's polarizing it all. So we're staying caught up in the. Sorry, this table squeaking. Uh, we're 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 not effectively able to identify anything because everything's just. And that's where it's like, wow. Well, they can't make money any money if we're friends. If if yeah. I'm gay and you're straight and you hate me for it, they can make money because I have a disenfranchised, marginalized mind fret. If I'm black and you're white, 
Yes. We have to hate each other because as soon as two strong, capable men right. get together and make friends, the more we realize we don't need them. Like every time they say government shutdown, nah. I, I think that's a direct it's... illustration of how absolutely useless they are. Yes. And they're taking the lion's share of the pie, man. Right. So, And it is more than money, too. Mm-hmm. Like some of these individuals are w- – money isn't even an object to them anymore. It's literally the power structure. It's literally yeah. the level of infiltration. They have no it's... concept of choosing from gas to get to work or paying your electric bill. They have no idea. Oh, there's – Or no. I never have, like what that would feel like. And – I'm to a point where I don't have to do that anymore. And I am so grateful and so happy that my my kids will never know what it's like to have the power off when they get home from school. Right. They'll never know what it's like to oh eat Kraft Mac and hot dogs for a week straight because you can't afford anything else. They'll never know that. And But it's that's the thing. That's where the individual has to become responsible. I can't blame my first stepfather for anything I did after he was gone. Right. You can. I mean, psychiatrists will tell you there's there's reasonings and things like that. But at the end of the day, I've got my own mind. It, as damaged as it is and as traumatic as that was, I have control of my faculties. It took me 30 years to Strength. figure out. It, it took me 30 years of, of Chinese wushu, Muay Thai kickboxing, and Qigong to get a hold of that, to have my own power. Right. And, and But once I did, it's it's you almost go through another bout of feeling bad because you're stupid. Like, of, of regret almost. Like, I, I should have gotten a hold on this sooner. You know what I've just kind of tapped into that I've, I don't know, and maybe I'm overemphasizing and talking to too many folks about it, mm-hmm. but, 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 bro, it, it is a blessing when you come out on that other side mm-hmm. and you start tapping into levels of selflessness and you start seeing how things like this can have a p- positive impact on people's life in a way you gain all that time back. Sort of, Because yeah. you see, you see, it, it, it literally, it it fuels, it, it, because you end up fostering when you see that, so much gratitude to what you went through, that you get all the time back because you're grateful you went through it. I wouldn't say gratitude, I would say value. The the strength and resilience and, and perception that I have came through that torture, but I do at the same time will we'll wrestle started. with bouts of, I would trade that. I would trade that experience a heartbeat. I would be clueless and weak to yeah. not have to suffer through that. However, yeah, the the real I think value comes from my children turning, becoming a father, hundred percent, one hundred and eighty yeah. degree thought process, perception, um, everything changed that day. I watched my son come out of my ex wife, right, and I think the that's where the the gratitude for that experience comes from because I have the clearest possible illustration of how not to do it. I have the clearest possible illustration of action and consequence, right? Of how my actions were affected by the actions of others. My entire life was. So I have a very, very crystal clear illustration of how not to raise your kids. Now, doesn't give me any clue on how to do it, right? right? There's no, there's no manual for it. You know, I can't, I can't get the, you know, you know, uh, Truesdale model Benjamin technical manual. But, uh. but at the same time, it, um, having that part of what not to do, cut off. I don't have to worry about that because I know what not to do at yeah. this point, at least in an extreme version. Yeah. So I, I can ignore that. I don't have to worry about that part because I know I'm not doing that. Yeah. Right. Right. So I can experiment going forward. It frees up a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of emotional space. Right. I think 
<laughs> you can put me in your place. I mean, in my place because I have yet to have children of my own. Well, um, and that's that's not. I got nieces. Something you can force. I know, and I got nieces, and nephews, and I mean, it's just it's just wild though. Is I reflect more so to like my childhood and, mm-hmm. and such like we all do for parents for parents i feel and all of us individually whether we're parents or not it's it's equally yoked and applicable where the more we can actually humble ourselves and walk in a level of like meekness which in a lot of ways man you've been a prime example of here today which is freaking awesome uh but especially in like parenting like I mean, because it's so important, like Mm -hmm. you are saying it yourself, like that is your main fuel and direction and everything in this life. And, and we can see how that could even potentially lead to helicopter parents and, and even, well, I was a certifiable helicopter when they were little, just because of everything that that happened to me, Every, every person that looks at them, touches their shoulder or interacts with them in any way. Like it's, you know, that alpha wolf kind of thing, like what's your problem? And that also spawned from my experiences um and as they're getting older and they're getting more capable i'm training them they're they're more capable i'm trying to to get to a greater safe distance right when they were when they were completely vulnerable and defenseless my safe distance was about three feet now we go to the park they can run a right quarter mile away right. as long as i can still see them you know that kind of thing <clears throat> and it comes down so you said you 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 think or not that you think, but you you perceive not having kids as almost a detriment to that conversation. So oh. we touch on it in the book. So well, I just know some folks. Some folks just out the gate will be, well, you don't even have kids. Don't even add input, right? Like they they won't even. But but the reality of so the comment I'm just trying or point I'm trying to articulate and like come across is that I view like I'm trying to basically call out one of. I find human humans greatest character defects okay. and it's a sense of know-it-all syndrome. Okay. The fact it, so a level having a level of meekness where a we will never know master truly master. You can get pretty darn close on a like making pens or something really simple. Okay. But when it comes to like oh my gosh just the art of communication mm-hmm. no one's mastered right really no no human like there's always room for improvement right so having a sense of like boom pride and ego's gone now it's <laughs> gone oh yeah kids will kids will humble you real quick right especially once they can talk so so especially <laughs> as for parents because you're you're with your interactions like in yourself i mean it's important to have confidence and be a leader for that child right but internally being like constantly being like just growing learning not drawing those fine lines in the sand for yourself or that right. child in a way where you 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 are seeking just just for me it's almost it's growing. almost um for me oh it's gosh. almost absolution as far as absolution. my kids go um maybe even atonement but we're we're looking at when we look at it in the book so having kids or not having kids is not not any real definitive boundary for anyone, right? So say you don't have kids. I do have kids. Right. So I have like a physical progeny, right? But 
even as an individual who doesn't or maybe can't or doesn't want to or never had the Always opportunity saw myself well, as having kids right i think you i think you'd be an awesome dad <laughs> oh, but, thanks, bro. but the point of it is our our legacy what we leave behind is not just my genetic material that turned right. into two men it's not just you know a spouse or whatever it's energetic so it's you need like you need to choose what you want to leave behind okay did um are my kids gonna miss their dad or just collect an insurance leave anything check behind i just want to wanna have a positive impact then that's that and i get leaving. and in a way yeah it's leaving something behind but but i don't want to go about it like where we're for like a better whatever just achieving a, a statue right okay. i don't like no accolades in a sense of selflessness i just want to genuinely have a, a, a if, positive impact if you erected that statue yourself you're masturbating if others if others <laughs> erected that statue of you, you probably earned it. Huh. Um, but it's just not even about the statue. So, no. you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It only changes forms. Okay? That's physics. And our energy is permanent. Do you want to leave behind a, a, an energetic legacy of anger, of fear, mm. of hatred, of, of that kind of stuff? Or do you want to leave one behind of strength, compassion? kindness knowledge right. you know what i mean right and that's up to you whether you have kids or not now my right. my energy will be physically manifested yes. in my boys yes but there's that less tangible but nonetheless very permeating sense of your energy too right whether you're alive or not and the yeah. more people that leave behind mistrust hatred anger doubt mm, the more much. that energy yes. collects it condenses you know what right. i mean and it pressurizes to the point where it's almost like a virus mm -hmm. and that being said, I mean, even in the most simple things, like you admit positive vibes, like that becomes like contagious in and of itself yeah. to your immediate circles, this and that, or ver the vice versa. Or I mean, negative. through technology, like I'm not a huge fan of a lot of social media stuff or anything like that. But at Tell the same me. time, the the negativity used. is using that weapon. Yes. And a lot of people are like, oh, fight fire with fire is too stupid. No, it isn't. If I've got a stronger fire, I will engulf and overcome yours. Once That's again, it. on that point, how important it is to migrate to the places that more so fuel you up and being aware, being cognizant as to the ones that are putting all that ooh, weight, weightful, yeah. drag you down kind of stuff in, in front of you too. But we can also kind of start to separate ourselves though. So right. the, the idea of division and it being so easy can be born of this conversation we're having right now yeah so it comes down to the fact that if we if we try to solidify that energy to the point where we're only positive and then we're only going to talk with people who look like us or think like us right. or dress like us right. then that in and of itself becomes negative energy again right. so it's it's right. got to be a type of push and pull but there has to be some type of recognition of the extremes, right? So, yeah. th like, conflicts that are a thousand years old. It's older than America. Or just conflicts or certain people who will never have a right. civil discourse or never have a reasonable agreement, right. okay? You need to throw hands. Yeah. Like, you, you gotta you gotta make a, that fighting is yeah. gonna, again, spread like a like a disease. Um, and there's, there's physical manifestations of, what do I want to say? Um concluding arguments right yeah the way i grew up yeah you know a couple dudes have strong enough beef you throw hands and whoever won was right that's it it doesn't matter like it well even after they're instantly they're almost became in in 
my experience in those situations, it didn't even matter anymore about being right. It didn't even matter who even won the fight, so to speak, in that moment. It came to, are we cool? Right. And then you're helping them off the ground, and it just doesn't even matter you anymore. Go you got beer. it out of your system. You're nursing your noses. It's you done. got ice on your eye, it's and you done. go get a and beer. It, now you have respect for each other. It, it, it The whole thing just shifted. As long as Isn't the as long as the victor doesn't think that that's going to happen every day, so here's the thing: you could beat my ass today, and I could come back in three months and destroy you, if we've got the right mentalities for that thing. So it's when you win a fight and you think that that person is automatically inferior to you all the time, mm. that's also wrong. Yeah, right? you'll get humbled right. eventually. Right. Yes. And and so like, or if or if I get wailed on, and don't stay down. That next day, with my face all messed up and my bruised ribs, I'm in the I'm on the mat. I'm in the gym yeah. for months with that drive to come back and change that change that outcome. You know. Well, and and not I don't necessarily want to be promoting like yeah, okay yeah, go yeah. out and I'm, no, I'm handle not, things. Not. Like, no, there's actually uh, I I like what you're capturing though that they're in a healthy sense and and you can do it through wrestling. Through yeah. Muay Thai, Muay through bo- good. boxing, really good. you know MMA, even yeah, yeah. right. Um, well, and, the more you get familiar with violence, the less you want violence well, to occur. I think what you're touching on those very profound. There's more. There's there's ways of healthily addressing more so than living in the toxicity, bottling things up, sweeping things under the rug, you know, taking offense, becoming like feeding into just this weaker culture. Right. Well, right? And, if you're, and if you're reading this book, the the notes that you're going to have are not going to be, oh, man, fuck that guy at work. I'm going to go fight him. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> that's not I'm not advocating right. violence. Yes. I'm just saying, again, I'll, I'll I think I said it earlier, but the the only defense against an evil man is a good man skilled in violence. Yeah, it's the only way. Um, cause it's not like I'm not capable of altering my ideas, right. right. In order to, you know, reach a, a, a higher level of exchange with my fellow humans. The evil side of it though, takes advantage of that and doesn't care at all. They'll never change their, their perception. They'll never change their tactics wow. without, yeah. what's the right way to put it? Without, a, I guess, um, aggressive motivation. So, <laughs> oh. guys, are you guys capturing a sense as to like some of the freaking amazing conversations with freaking Justin here? And it's so crazy how these have just been coming up since kicking off this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like we've here on a muzzle chat been very blessed. You know, it's through a mutual friend we know yeah. that actually did her own. Does she only have one episode out? I, I don't know, um, but yeah, she's on a, a... Shout out to Meredith. Yeah, Meredith. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, she's yeah. a colleague for, with me at, uh, at school. We both teach oh, cool. at the okay. elementary school, and she does hers. Uh, it's called Highly Recommend on uh, Podbean. Podbean, yep. Yeah, and yep. Um, I was unfamiliar it. with the platform. You guys did great. Yeah, she... Um, yeah. she now, guys, don't get me wrong. I, I love this, that we're kind of, you know, I haven't really watched your show. You haven't really read the book. Yes. Like, I, like the, I like that, but she really went like balls to the wall into the book like she read it yes. she, she had a copy she while knew. we were doing she, it she yeah. had annotations uh-huh. things she specifically wanted to touch on right and um and that was awesome and it was cool too because even though right here on your the title the cover of the book it says modern man it's not specifically just for men yeah there's like a, absolutely how it resonated no yeah. with her everything she yeah. said i was like Wow, I could tell she was really enthralled and enthused and and impacted. Well, it's it's written from that. like a fifty thousand foot view. Like yeah. e- even me, like I I aspire and strive to be what's in this book. I haven't. There's no sense of a like 
won, I won, or there's a, like I, I'm done learning or developing. This is what I would aspire to be. Now, in my day to day life, for the most part, I do try to be. I, there's spots in there, spots in there about like hygiene and cleanliness and keeping your area organized and right. stuff like that. Man, I got two kids. You go to my house on any given day while well, they're not with their mom, and there is shit everywhere. <laughs> Le- Legos, school stuff, stuffy or stuffed animals, blankets, everything. So that's. Right. But if you're reading that chapter of the book and then come by my house, you're like. Is this guy a fucking hypocrite? No, I'm not. I just think that at a certain point... There's always room for improvement and refinement. Always. You don't want your routine that you're doing to soften your energy and reduce stress to be something you stress about. You know what I mean? If I get real busy and stuff like that and I can't... like Maybe I, I I just don't fucking feel like doing the dishes tonight. I'll do them in the morning. As long as I get up and do them in the morning, that's fine. It's when it's been five days, I'm out of dishes and I'm eating with my hands that it becomes procrastination and Mm -hmm. apathy. Okay, so there's no perfect, you know what I mean? And as far far as fitness goes, man, I like to eat. And I'll I'll use the excuse again, I got two kids. I'm not going to sit and plan out completely different dietary functions for me than I do for them. We we eat good. We love to eat good because of how I grew up. Right. A, a full fridge brings a tear to my eye sometimes, man. Right. And we wow. we eat brats. We have good stuff. You know what I mean? We're making stir fry. We're doing salmon from the butcher shop. We're getting it Very in. Very nice. It's not unhealthy, but I feel like some of the meticulous things that a lot of people do in the name of fitness create yeah. more stress and more insecurity and more worry than just go lift, man. You know what? I, I, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, because I'm like, wow, with all... The, the shit, for lack of a better <laughs> word, you've been through in your life. I mean, I think we just captured one of them with martial arts mm-hmm. and fitness. Yeah. You know, as far as like things that tools that you could recommend for people that got you through your darkest hours. Yeah, it's a sense of capability. And I think I said this on Meredith's podcast, too. Even if you're not violent, even if you're not physically apt, even if you got asthma or you've got robot allergies or whatever, go to the mat. Go hit the bag. Go to the mat one time. Yeah. And once you get back up and realize that pain's not the end, yeah, physically, once you have that physical manifestation and awareness in yourself, right? Because the first time you go hit a heavy bag, if you've never trained before, your wrists are gonna hurt, your shoulders are gonna hurt, right. your elbows are gonna hurt, everything's gonna hurt. But then you go do it again, yeah. and it doesn't hurt so much, and mm-hmm. then it doesn't hurt at all, and you're like, you feel bad for the bag, <laughs> at over a long enough timeline. Yes. And now, does that make you violent? No. Does that make you have a sense of ventilation and a, and a type of catharsis that you can achieve through physical activity? No. Hell yeah. Even if you're never going to hit anybody your whole life, I tell my students all the time, I hope you never have to use anything I teach you. Perfect. Like, I, I hope. So. Well, it's interesting. Like, in educating oneself and mm-hmm. having building establishing this level of like confidence within yourself in a way can, can eliminate <laughs> well it can in fact well it takes a level of of maturity and development yeah. to uh use that let's say um confidence mm-hmm. in a defusing type of way because okay. you've yep. now established so you're defusing and you can you know be a mediator because you know, like you're confident. A lot of the time, the weak man that doesn't establish that confidence now is so anxiety ridden, so pee my pants moment okay. that they just want to resort to pop. You know, they're just, oh, well, some, oh I got to be the first one. I got to be the first one or something. Some extremely physically powerful yeah. people can be the weakest men that 
you've ever met in your life. They can have the most fear, the most insecurity, the most greed um, out of, you know, your couch potatoes. They really can. <laughs> Joe Biden. Well, I, <laughs> he's just a real potato. But anyway, so it comes down to the more experience that you have with violence, the less you look at violence as a solution. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite a little bit off of Jordan Peterson here. So if, if you can't fight and you say you're a pacifist, you're not a pacifist, you're a coward. Mm. There's a big difference where if I'm saying, hey, let's come to some peaceful resolution, mm-hmm. there's more virtue to that yes. because I'm capable of the alternative. 100%. If you're not capable of the alternative, of course you don't want it to be a fucking option. Right. <laughs> like, right. of course you don't. You're not right. You're not virtuous. You're not, you know, whatever. You're weak. So it comes mm. down to the capability. And like I was saying, telling my students, like, I hope you never need this. Right. But it's the old adage, man. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah. So, and that's true of so many things. Right. Like, well, well, why do you always have, you know, why do you always have a knife? Well, you know, in case there's cake or in case I need to stab somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Like, which one, you know? Um, Or whatever. Or if if somebody gets bound up in their seatbelt in a car wreck. Yes. You know, what if I... uh, There we go. You can't unknot that shit with your hands. I don't care how strong you are. Maybe. I mean, there's guys who rip in phone books and stuff. Maybe they can pop a seatbelt. But is that guy going to be around? Right. 90% of the time, no. So, yeah. Why why, why do you always need to have a knife? Well, it's it. You don't know. Why Why do you always need to... Look around. That's just one of my personal. Like, yeah, why I do you always even, need to walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, there is a thought process in preparation mm-hmm. for God forbid, right? But the majority, man, I, I don't see how people. I guess because we're men, right? And from contract work to box cutting to all sorts of Whatever. things. Yeah, like yeah. I, I can't. I feel naked going throughout my day without one having <laughs> having something sharp just expands the repertoire of what you're yeah. capable of now do i wake up thinking man i hope we could disturb somebody today no, no that ain't it it's just i don't have claws i don't have teeth our skin isn't anything to speak of and our senses blow compared to everything in nature we can't see for shit we can't hear for shit we can't smell for shit hmm. and we don't have claws we don't have sharp teeth our skin is very fragile compared to that of even your your dog right right, right. so when you add an element of capability it's it's in through a tool it's through mm-hmm. cognition. It's through the t- usage of tools. That's how we've come to being so separate from nature, right? We, we had to. If we didn't do everything we've done here with the lights and the fire and, and, and domesticating animals and things like that, we'd be prey mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. We, we, we wouldn't be apex. We wouldn't be the bottom of the barrel. We wouldn't be vermin, but we'd be far from apex predators. Right. So without the walls, without the fire, without the weapons, we're, <laughs> we're bottom of the barrel. Um, in nature. Now, a lot of people are like, well, that's not necessary anymore. We've evolved. Well, sure, but what happens when the internet goes out? What happens when a meteor hits that satellite and it blows up and you don't have Facebook anymore <laughs> and you can't use Google Maps? What are you going to do? Right. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Because I got a knife. <laughs> right. And land navigation. <laughs> I mean, in all those survival shows, like you ask Bear Grylls, any of them, like the number one tool they'll have is just a nice fix. You can do it. You can shape nice bark for kindling. You can do a Everything. million different things. Yeah. yeah. And it's and that's just one kind of concept of, well, and a lot of people, like you said, like Bear Grylls or a lot of these preppers and stuff, they take that too far, way too far. Like, oh, my God, the sun's going to go out tomorrow. You know what I mean? Well, probably not. Is it possible? Okay. All right. Oh, oh, oh. That was the wrong buttons. Sorry, listeners. I apologize. I just had to whistle my dog. <laughs> She's uh, going after a mailman or something out there. Good dog. <laughs> but no, so, and they, they'll take it too far where, where it's, again, 
the preparations you're making to alleviate stress and worry create more stress and worry, mm. right? I don't need to have 500 guns and a million rounds of ammo. I don't need to have like six knives on me at any time, right? So no. there's there's extremes to everything. Yes. Um, and none of them are good. Like you're, you're, if I'm using my preparation and getting more worried about shit, that preparation is supposed to alleviate that worry. Yes. So yes. having a couple things around that make you feel more prepared, yep. cool. Making your whole life about getting ready for some apocalypse that may or may not happen, no. not so good. There's just a healthy balance to it all. To yeah. it all. Because, I mean, one humbling truth, you can't prepare for every scenario. Right. right. Period. Yeah. Period. But th- so that everyone, and I think it's individually, you know, every, everyone individually, individual, yeah. yeah, needs to kind of make that assessment and do those preparations for themselves. Yeah. Because once again, it is better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Right. I keep, I keep a toolkit in my car. Like right. I also take my car in for maintenance and all the time. I don't know right. when I'm going to need to tighten a bolt right. that I can't get with my fingers. You know, like all kinds of different stuff. So if you're not taking those steps and you're walking around and you have a sense of worry regarding your finances or regarding food or regarding gas or things like that, like you're walking around your own toxicity to an extent because it's anxiety, it's creating fear. So eliminate that. Well, and everybody else steps, take some extra steps to find that balance and investment. And, you know, I mean, and when it comes to say firearms and, you know, a blade, things of that nature, if you're in fact, if one of the reasons you you utilize a tool like that is for the God forbid scenario, which everyone has a right mm-hmm. to protect themselves. Yes, I agree. hundred uh, percent. That. Uh, well, real quick caveat though. So just in case anybody oh, yeah. from school is listening or whatever, I don't have a knife in my classroom. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't take a knife on on, yes. on on campus or anything good. like that. Like good. I'm not I'm not that guy. But I mean, I, honestly, I I would feel <laughs> so. There's an argument to be had here where I would feel is you know I, there should be psyche valves and potential things for potential teachers you want a qrf on but, campuses but I and, personally, and i don't disagree with you if I, my kid was in your classroom someone is tuned in and as trained as you are mm-hmm. i i would rather have you because in in a, in a fact in a way fact it would be expensive and hard to get someone even equal or more advanced than you with abilities and tactical trainings even as a security guard right right? so to essentially i i would say it'd be arguably in our best interest is parents to arm a teacher like you on behalf of our students i don't disagree with you right but i don't think they should be checking out weapons with our walkie-talkies in the morning that need that would need to be a very deep process and right to have a qrf a quick response force for anybody who doesn't know like on campus right. in the classroom um man i just i don't see it as feasible because while you and i'm sure a right. lot of other parents definitely in your listening base are gonna go fuck yeah right. have four or five dudes that can put a fire team together in a matter right. of 30 seconds when there's a school shooter that sounds like a good idea but for the most part people in education are well at least it used to be anyway but if to be a teacher, there's a sense of softness. There's a sense of compassion of, yeah. of compassion that most people have that almost contradicts the usage of firearms. I'm kind of a rare duck in, or an odd duck in education where, but, well, and I teach martial arts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a different type of, I guess, energy to what I do and how I do it mm-hmm. than your writing teacher. Right. You know what I mean? It's different. Right. So, and I don't want, like you said, you'd be more comfortable with that. Yes. There's a lot of people on my campus who it are wouldn't. actually afraid of guns. That's no, that's, that's true. But the the reality is, 
And those, that's their those people, those people should obviously, and we all, we all, let's not even single those people, whoever, right. everyone, everyone should have that question as to like, okay, so it's no secret, school shootings are a thing, yeah. and that's sad, and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and gun shows, it's not a thing. It's not happening. Right. And everybody's and, and, walking and everyone, around with everyone's weapons. Putting, yeah. Everyone's putting a label that guns kill people. So there's a there's a reality to 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 see here with your own eyes. But it's easy to whip that frenzy up in the human mind when a kid walks in to a school in Texas and plugs a bunch of kids. It's easy to whip that emotions up. Well, it's hard to get you not not you personally, but well, it's hard there's to get evil you. that's demonizing like to those those that would say, "Oh, I'm not comfortable and guns scare me, and I don't want that in there." Right? Where where under the guise of like guns killing people or that false ideology um it's it's literally fueling them not to a get comfortable with a firearm themselves right. see what it's about for right. themselves they're essentially judging a butch bu- book by its cover when it isn't wise they know it's not wise but to sit here and judge this though. i mean if i can't tell you if you're not comfortable fighting i can't tell you to go fight yeah well so but and then that's again, a detriment to me but, if i'm relying but, on but you to again, be able to effectively it would be fight foolish so it would be foolish now for that individual to, to necessarily have say to an extent when when they haven't done their due diligence, when they haven't read it. So, so is it, am I less or more credible uh, judging this book without reading it? Well, less or, obviously, but that's a bigger issue when we're talking about guns. So, so we're kind of we're kind of onto something. Here. Every everyone has a right to right. feel safe at work. Well, I used I used to bounce at some strip clubs, and I don't necessarily agree with that industry. Right. And people are like, well, what are you doing here then? Well, because everyone, I don't care what you do, deserves to feel safe at work. When you go to work, the idea of getting physically harmed or otherwise harmed should not occur to you. If me taking me wearing my 40 cal onto campus makes people around me feel unsafe, it's defeating the purpose. It's and and that's not I don't get to make that choice for them. So whether or not they go to the range and they familiarize themselves. That's not a choice you or I get to make well, for them. So we do have to accommodate. It's definitely going to be a topic. We're going to dive in depth okay. on this platform, and and okay. and it's important. I'm glad we're scratching the surface here. Uh, just a thought I want to leave with folk that haven't done their. Hey, guns are fun. <laughs> <laughs> like like, just some proper etiquette, trigger control. Uh uh. Well, it's the first three rules. You learn the first three rules. Always assume it's loaded. Yes. Okay. Yes. Keep your finger off the trigger till you're ready to shoot. And don't. And never point it at anything you don't Perfect. want to destroy. Perfect. Those are the first yes. three. My kids. Know and that. then no act. No, nothing bad will happen. You can't. Right. It can't. So it can. It can be. It could be a source of letting off some steam. It could end up a good hobby. It could end up providing you food. It yeah. can end up saving your life. Right. But there, right? I think there's enough there's people. There's extreme value. Well, depending on where firearms. you are, I think that there's enough people who think like we do. Yeah. That we could keep the people who don't safe, yes. and it's that recognition yes. that yes. they we don't we don't live in the wild west anymore, man. Nobody has to accept the fact that me having a gun makes you safer. Well, naturally, we're gonna fear things we're not familiar with. Right, exactly. Right, and yeah. a thing that goes boom and makes a sound and well, and, 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 and has and, and, been attributed to death and ends life. Like it's, that can can be an effective. Like you tool. Said, I mean, my pinky could be effective too. Well, you said I could train you this said pinky to be you effective. said guns are fun, but. In my opinion, like nothing they, that ends life is fun. It's a tool. 
And and uh, you, yes, you can have so this some pen fun. Can we be could fun. Go, we could take the yes. ARs out in the desert, get some tannerite, tie it to some gas cans, and have a good but time. But pens have been attributed to death too. Sure. From sure. choking, yeah. from all kinds um, of all sorts stuff. of different stuff, right? But so, a lot so less gun, often. But a pen has another use. As far as guns go, at their concept, 100%. there's no I've, other use. I've legit had fun with my firearm out there right. in the desert, and, you know, and that's shooting okay, potatoes. As long as you don't lose sight of what that is for, that pen is for writing. Well, I'm saying can people can achieve that level. Can I of kill it? somebody it's with n- that pen? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. In, in six different ways. Yes. Is it made for that? No, it's just my, like it's my just firearm like any... isn't made specifically to take life. Oh, There's... it is though. It is though. It, at its core, the very concept of the muzzle loader, the arc bus, the blunderbuss, all of those weapons were designed there's to kill people better than an arrow. There's literally ones that have been designed, designed specifically for sport, specifically for fun, for quick shooting, quick reload, sure. for sure. for but for those are target offshoots. shooting. There's there's ones that are specifically with the intent behind uh, hunt hunting and getting and hunting is taking life. Now don't get me wrong, I'm cool with it. But the very concept of the do firearm, you eat meat? oh hell yeah. Then but then, the very concept of the firearm was to be better at killing. So when it, when it first I wouldn't even classify thing. hunting as taking life. It's providing food to eat. I mean, you're still killing some. And I'm not arguing but, with you. I'm with you. I will go hunting. So we why would we weekend. automatically? Why would we automatically just say taking life versus it's an activity that's providing for life? Because that's dressing it up. That makes it easier to. That makes it. You add words to things. No, what's dressing it up under the guise of taking life? That's dressing it up with a negative connotation. When in fact, like, wait, you're saying I'm just like it's bad for me to eat it's bad for me to no, do no. my no no see so that's that's a matter of perception yes. i don't i don't look at so i'm just saying why are we doing that talk right there under a negative lens i'm you not know, because like when I, when I say it it's taking life that's illogical there's no good or bad to it so it's kind of like with the point of even like the it can be fun it shouldn't be demonized like okay. that's what i'm saying it also shouldn't be looked at as a toy we're we're agreeing that's here that's true we're agreeing here but I shouldn't yes. look at no, my. hundred percent. I shouldn't look at my yes. AR the same way I look at my Xbox. See, and that's why I'm saying because does the that whole, make sense? Yeah, the whole concept and point I was trying to say is it can be fun. People don't, don't, and yes, w- that's what I'm trying to actually move the needle on okay. is getting people familiar and willing to open and by by saying taking life by saying that in fact is having a impact that's keeping people uncomfortable from even reading the book i'm trying to get people <laughs> that don't understand it to get the there's, content there's nothing in here about firearms and no, no, <laughs> i know no. i know i'm just making it's a joke analogy. i'm making a joke yes. Wait, we're getting a little high but there's nothing in here about no. that so I, I think the problem doesn't come from what connotation people take demonized. i think the term taking life has more impact than it should because it's been allowed to. Now, what I would like to see happen is people being able to make the connection mm-hmm. that some psycho drilling a bunch of kids in Texas has absolutely nothing to do with my AR. Absolutely nothing. The The legal gun owners, the people who, who well, support the Second right. Amendment, if we were the problem, you would know. Yes. Like there's, there would be a much more evident issue because yeah. it's the idea of going into an institution like that and just opening fire well, that would never occur to I just that, wanted like to create some thought processes yeah, where we are already turning an episode into gun control. Yeah, now. yeah. So let's uh, so let's, so let's some of the things I want to I gears. wanted to demonize <laughs> it so people so people actually do their due diligence 
on researching, on looking in, de developing the safe practices because it doesn't have to be all those other things. And there's a reason why for tranically as to why I'm so pro 2A and why right. the tranical individuals want to take that essentially away. Well, because once you're disarmed, okay. you're not citizens, you're subjects. And that, that changes the whole game. Yes. And here's the thing. You can be so adamantly against guns that it is definitely a detriment. If Alec Baldwin would have taken a couple firearms courses, yes. that producer would still be alive. Yes. And that's that's all there is. And and the, So whatever. I didn't want to get too lost in the weeds of it all because <laughs> all right, ultimately not. Not. ultimately when it can't when it comes to the school thing, because people I want people to even just grasp for a second, the okay. ones that essentially do say and you label these things like guns kill people will you could set it out there; it's not going to kill anyone, right? Right, right yeah, yeah. Like that. So, so that's nonsensical, right? Because, and 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 you look at the gun shows where guns, everyone's got one, and like, loaded, and nothing's and happening. Yeah. Like that's not a thing. And unfortunately, there's a sad truth that the school is a thing. So why? Essentially, why? That's I want health, you to man. ask. Well, no, I want you to ask. What it does boil down to? Schools are soft targets. Yeah, absolutely. Period. Yeah. A gun show is not. No. Okay. So there's things <laughs> we can do that would not, you know, change the structure of a soft target. And I'm telling you, it would change everything. We'll make a soft target a hard target and the, the assailants will find a soft one. Yeah. And, and that's, that's So in a that's way, logic. by arming all the teachers, by arming. I don't know about by, all of them. Literally arming staff to where A, like it's safely, like none of the kids are going to get a handle on and whatever. Like, like right. no longer like. If if, the, if no one could be effective in going in there and and having won't. that, type, yeah, no then it's not going to happen. Right, right. Well, and that's just you can support I'm just that. It's an you can support that statistically. Yes. Yes. Whereas areas with less stringent yes. restrictions on the two A have less gun crime, because if I don't know that whether or not yes. gran Granny's got a forty four magnum in her purse, yes. I'm not going to go fuck with Granny. Right. You know what I mean? Or right. when I'm when I'm going to go rob a convenience store and I don't have and I've got a knife and I see the dude in line who's hip carrying, yeah. that changes the dynamic of my mindset. So, 100%. but at the same time, I, I don't think there are some people who shouldn't have guns. So yeah. Can we? Are we like live? Uh, you want to take a break? Yeah, I got to take a leak. I know, I do too. <laughs> All right. Well, we are an hour and 30 minutes. You want to Oh, yeah. Hour and 30 minutes. Holy shit. We just got to rapping, didn't we? Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, so then I guess I gotta we can- I got to go myself. Yeah, we can, we can close the route. So if problems, it is an emergency, then okay. But problems and solution, it's, it's, yes. on, it's on Amazon. Yes. Um, we, we got a paperback version and then a Kindle app version. Guys. And you've kind of inspired me to look into the Audible, so I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, and, and we'll let me do that. listen to this man's voice. I'm <laughs> like, dude, do not hire Morgan Freeman even. <laughs> like, you, you, that, that was a joke. That I, I, want, I want David Attenborough. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> no, I, or Morgan Freeman, you know, just legendary voices. And, so, and bro, I, I view even that 2A discussion we just had mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Like, like it, it, it's through the discussions like that that we all could have that we could land on the most effective thing that's going to have the most positive impact. Well, we'd have to find... So here's the thing. We'd have to find someone who's as excitable as you the on the opposite side, and then I could kind of mediate that. Right. I could kind of see... I can see both points. Well, I'm just saying, once again, without getting into the weeds again, right. where it's just... It's important that we do that, and it's beautiful, and we can agree to disagree, yeah. or, or all, all the things, and just being like... I appreciate your time and I yeah. still have, you know, like 
to any situation, we could have the utmost respect for these for other sure. individuals yeah. and and validate like their beliefs, where they're coming from, you know, who they are, and and have more of a positive impact on everything. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll be happy to come back anytime, man. Let's let's definitely do. I yeah. appreciate you. Uh, I'm excited uh, to to get the copy myself and really dive in. Awesome. I hope this blesses you and your life. Yeah, man. So on Amazon. Uh, yeah, it's and on. We'll uh, it's, the on links. it's on Amazon. Um, yeah, I can send you the links and yeah, stuff. We got a right we got a bottom. paperback. Okay. Uh, we got a Kindle app version, and Perfect. then we'll we'll get to work on the Audible. Guys, well, as always, thank you for joining us. Bless you. Have a lovely weekend. <laughs> wow, that was loud. Apologize. <laughs> All right. <laughs>